Welcome everybody to the show, I Did Rod, Tales from the Trail. I'm your host, Kristen, and today we have I Did Rod champion, the 2020 I Did Rod champion, Thomas Barner. Welcome. Hello, it's nice to see you again. Yeah, how are you? Uh, we. You have talked to uh, Rob last time on the show after uh, your championship. And um, so we just want to kind of touch base with you and see what you have been up to, how your summer training went. And um, we are sad you won't be here for the Iditarod this year. Um, but we do want to know what your plans are for some races there in Norway. Yeah, it was kind of hard to make the decision not to go to Aditrad, but uh, it was so many things that just added up to say, this is not working out. So uh, especially I had problems myself actually getting into the United States. So that was actually one of the biggest problems. And and finding planes actually going back again was almost impossible. So, so I had to make the decision, but I'm really fortunate because in in Norway, we have those two great races, the, the Femmen's race, which is uh, yeah, about 400 miles. And then we have the Finnmark's race, which is 1,200 kilometers. So that's also, you know, a, a good long race. So so I'm really happy to be able to do those two races. Do you know if um, those races will be able to uh, stream on the internet if we wanted to watch you, if any of your fans wanted to watch you? Uh, I know that uh, the famous race is part of the QPOS, so that will be streamed uh, on the QPOS, uh, yeah, on, on social media and other thing. And uh, the Finnmark, I'm not really sure if it's open in the United States, but uh, we have this uh, national TV that actually making the whole, it's covering the whole race. So uh, that's NRK. Dot no, that it's uh, we can uh, actually look, and I think it's open for the United States. All right, we'll list those um, on here and let people know so they could follow you since we won't be able to follow you on the Iditarod Trail this year. Um, but we, I'm sure, we'll see you back for the 50th anniversary of the Iditarod the next year. <laughs> yeah, my, my goal was to go back and you know do this this year, but um. But I think it's it's also be very special to be part of the Aditrad when it's going to be 50 years anniversary. That's going to be something special, and and uh, I'm looking forward to to be back then. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to be happy to have everything back to normal, hopefully next year. And um, everyone who didn't get a chance to come out and race the Aditrad Trail this year, hopefully we'll see those uh, mushers next year. Uh, but let's just recap real quick. Last year, um, you became the Iditarod 2020 champion. Uh, then after that, you kind of got stuck in Alaska for a little bit, but you had a good time. <laughs> um, yes. And you finally made it home. Yeah, on that uh, very interesting, historic flight. Um, do you want to just talk about a little bit about that experience? I know you have been on the news and there were many stories covering what happened after you were stuck here a little bit and then just kind of by happenstance and just chance there was a historic airplane that was well why don't you tell us a little bit about it well you know i had a it was kind of strange to be stocked in alaska but i have some of my best friends actually in alaska so so being around so many best friends for a long time it's, it's actually good you know but my wife guru had a lot of work here at home with the kids and the uh, rest of the dogs and everything so so i think it was good that i got back but uh 
but the plane thing, you know, that was kind of interesting. It was kind of this little, this article a, a friend sent me and said this plane, it, the deal was canceled. And, uh, and I started looking into it and, uh, and it's, it's kind of strange with life, you know, with this things happening to you that, that you don't have any control of. You're just, you know, working and looking and then something just good happening. So this was one of the great things that actually happened in my life that, uh, that, that story where they're playing, you know, I think that's going to be a story I'm going to remember the rest of the life. So, uh, and I actually had, I actually flew, flew the plane for about 45 minutes. So uh, that's also one of my dreams to actually fly, you know, a big plane and see how, how that works. So, uh, so the museum, so that was actually the low flight Everest Eric did. And, um, uh, and uh, now it's sitting there, and it's kind of strange to see it now. Well, at least on your end, you can you can visit. Is it close? Is the the museum that um, that historic plane ended up being close to where you live? That you can just go kind of check it out anytime you want. No, it's actually sitting nine hours from here. But the little cool thing is that you know on the side of the plane it says uh norm to norway you know and uh, and uh, and actually it's a, it's a dog team on the side of the plane and and the museum told me they they're going actually going to leave it so it actually it's actually sitting with a dog team in the museum and uh and i think you know it's it's a good story and it was a, it was a crazy of a great uh winter actually and a season well our listeners can go to um our our website and and kind of type in Thomas flight home or on our social media and, and find pictures of that plane um, that just happened to be a decommissioned or um, retiring cargo plane, I believe here in Alaska in Fairbanks. And you were just able to hitch a ride. You're all, everyone, the whole team uh, was able to hitch a ride home and a fellow musher as well, I believe was able to, make that trip back with you yeah we bought brought uh, tom frude said uh, team back also so uh, so uh so it was kind of easy you know you just went on the plane in fairbanks and you landed in norway so it was a lot easier than taking a you know four dogs with four different people and flying you know to Reykjavik and then seattle and then to anchorage so it was an easy way to travel. A little loud. It was really, really loud inside that plane, but and cold. But it's, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's one of the really, really cool stories that I'm. When I'm driving the dogs, I always think about that story about that plane and kind of laugh and say, "This is kind of un unreal." <laughs> um, recently, uh, I believe it was the, the New York Times. I'd have to look that up. I think it was the Times that highlighted the top mo sports moments and that your trip on that plane home was one of them. And we, we have that article on our, on our Facebook page. If anybody wants to check it out, <laughs> I think we posted it a couple weeks ago. So that's really cool. You're you, you were one of the most memorable things in sports last year. <laughs> yes. And I think, you know, dog marching is, it's a sport that, you know, it's, we haven't really, reached out to, to the, all the people to actually see how great this sport are and how actually what are these dogs are able to do. And I think when people get to know this sport more and know the passion and the love for dogs and also 
all the energy that are in inside that you know our dog team it's um i think it's going to be a sport that can actually grow and that can be really interesting for people to follow and our coverage of the race gets wider and wider and this year is going to be really neat too with our own insider uh, i did our insider coverage because the race is the the trail itself is kind of cut in half and there's a loop so our insider video crew will be able to hopefully kind of capture more of more of the race you know more of um the pack different sets of packs so maybe the back of the pack because they can stay in uh, a checkpoint and because they're not have to they're, they're not going to be worried about having to get way way back down the check down the trail to catch those front runners so hopefully we'll see a little bit more uh dynamics in the race as far as all the musher being able to cover all the mushers um in a little bit different way so we're excited about that um as far as coverage goes and we're of course with fans and stuff it will be we'll we'll have less fans at the actual you know checkpoints and uh at the start and restart so it's gonna be the the year to kind of watch and follow the race online i think yes and, and the, you know the technology now is getting better and better to be do outsourced sports so i think the way actually the insider can actually show the sport now you know it's so much different than 10 years ago and and actually maybe also last year you know the way they can up, upload things and and the quality of the cameras that uh, you know can be more outside so technology is really really working with us to to make you know to get the sport out of the people and show show what we love well it's going to be a really great year to follow it um and there isn't i mean last year when we finished the race a lot of sports were shut down i think we're a little bit there's a little bit more sports going on this time around but still it's going to be a really great close to those winter sports uh this year but how was um summer training for you you know after you got home you, you know you were get uh getting back into <laughs> uh, helping with the dogs again and um getting all all the your sled dogs in and settled yeah what you know when you have been kind of lazy and not at home for three months and uh, it's a lot of things to do on the kennel that needs to be done and uh and uh it was a lot of work actually uh, both in the kennel and also at my work you know as i had to kind of catch up uh, so the lazy times in the spring i had to kind of work hard in the summer to kind of get uh, get through them all so uh but training has been good we have uh, we have a good team it's uh, this a lot of the same dogs and, and some new ones and uh, and uh, this is all the whole fall and everything it's just kind of been uh, nice it's been a little wet this year that's only i don't like the rain i don't like the dogs like it either so it's uh but it, it's been pretty good training actually i've seen some video you're posting on um your facebook page of training in the snow i feel like you guys might have a little bit snow more snow than we do here in wasilla maybe um maybe out on the trail it's a, a little bit more deep snow here but at where i'm at in the city it's it's kind of warm and wet too you know it's been it has rained on and off this winter 
which is terrible because then it kind of takes all the snow with it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I hope to see the trail with some decent snow this year. Last year we had the big snowmageddon at the race restart, if you remember that. Um, mm. I don't, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes. Our <clears throat> start, our restart is now at Deshka Landing, uh, which is a little bit different. And um, I've seen some some recent pictures. So there's, there's a bit of snow out there. It's a frequented snow machine and uh, boating area, dock area. So <clears throat> we'll, we'll see how um, the mushers take to that. And I believe we've actually restarted from there before. So we'll just have to see how, how the mushers take to that adjustment. Yes, but it's not only the restart and start you know think about all the strategy that people have been working on and tuning on for many many years now it's a new race nobody have ever done i did draw this way you know and how would that affect the dogs how will it be what will be the strategy will the trail going back home now be a lot better so you know you're gonna have a fast trail from Iditra and back to willow and so it's so many new things that you have to put into your strategy and, and actually your training now. So so I think it's going to be an interesting race to see what will people do and what will the winner actually do better than, than the other people are doing. So uh, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see to uh, what's what's going to happen for now. And it's going to be a tough race. You know, it's a little shorter, but it's uh, still, you know, a good additional quality race. Do you think um, the turnaround is going to be tough since you it's kind of like a loop at the end where um, it, there's a, a short turnaround and then it kind of meets back up with the trail, back up with the trail and then just going back the other way. Um, there's a lot of question on whether mushers will have a hard time with possibly um, having to pass other mushers. Um, I guess it just depends on, you know, how spread out the packs are. Well, I think I think it's not going to be a problem with passing because everybody will be, you know, at the 24 layer, layer and uh, and then you can kind of race gets more together again. So and the trail from Tokotna and out is not a it's not a difficult trail to pass and uh, you know the trail is pretty wide, so I think that will be be easy. And I think also, you know, the dogs will know they are on the way home. You know, they just run that trail up and then when you turn, they will know that you're going back. And uh, that can actually be a good effect on, on people that haven't had dogs that have been up the trail before. So um, so it's going to be interesting with the strategy. What will people do? How long will they rest? You know, how, how far will they go? You know, you know, you know, when you're doing a race for many years, you kind of know or expect what you are getting into. But uh, when right now, people don't know. Do you think that the dogs that have been used to the normal trail, do you think those veteran dogs will kind of say, hey, wait a minute, why are we turning around? Well, I think uh, mushers that have dogs that have been front through the trail before, they will not have the benefits on the end of the race. 
like they had before you know that the dogs are now they know they are on the way to the finish line and they will kind of speed up a little so um, but i also think that you know dogs they know when you turn and they have they can feel more smell in the trail it's it's going to be more teams they know they have just been there so so i think that's one of the things you have to put into your strategy actually and and think about how would this affect my team when i'm turning back and you know normally when you're going like a loop like this you know the trail will be a lot harder and faster going back so you will if you don't if you don't have a big snowfall or a storm or something you know you will definitely have really fast times coming coming back you know i didn't really think about that part the trail will be packed it's gonna be set and yeah i i really didn't think about it being faster on the way back because of that. So there's so many different factors to think about. Um, I, I keep thinking, well, is it gonna be, is the race gonna be shorter as in days because the, the length is shorter or is it gonna be the same because there's changes and it's new and different and maybe it'll take longer, the same amount of time because it's a little bit unknown um but then you just brought up that point of it's going to be a trail that has already been driven on <laughs> so yeah that is going to be an interesting part to put into it and as far as planning the mushers planning their overlays um they're 24 hour and they're they're eight so and we are still um, getting that information, deciding which what the rules would be. And I'm sure we'll get that information out as soon as we get it as to where mushers need to take those um, mandatory lay layovers and by when. So it's, it's just gonna be a very interesting race to follow, it, especially in, I think it's gonna be exciting for those who follow it every year and kind of know what happens and, you know, is, and is expecting, um, you know, when, as they see mushers go down the trail, uh, if they're following Insider and they see them on the GPS, they can kind of predict really good uh, who's gonna be where, when, very different and exciting, a little bit more exciting for everybody. What do you think about um, the turn around? We turn around and then go back, and then we have to go up the steps. Well, it's always easy to go up. You know, it's always harder to go down because that's when you kind of uh, the dogs are in control of you. And uh, when you're going up, you just have to, you know, use your time and and uh, and climb up. So. Uh, what we have seen in races in Norway that it's uh, when you have so many dog teams going down you know that kind of hills and if it's a lot of snow you will have this kind of deep uh what's the word uh, cracks or holes after the sleds actually that have been breaking down the hills so it can be a little strange going up actually because it will be it will be hard for the snow machines actually to go up again that's going to be one of the biggest problems we have seen in races here so thomas are there some things that you think will be a little tougher this year because of the change in the race, we, because we're going back through, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, it, you know, it's some places in the trail are, are, are difficult, like uh, in, in the burns, you know, at Ron, and if it's no snow, it can be really tough to go there. 
But you also have, when you're getting out after Tokotna, you're getting on, actually this, uh, I don't know the English word, but it's, it's a frozen grass in kind of these big bumps that stands, that you uh, that also can be really difficult to, to handle with a sled for hours. So it depends on actually on, on the on the conditions, I think. If you have a good snow and you can make a good trail, it, it's it's going to be an easier way, race in the weather-wise because you're not on the coastline. So you're you're more kind of protected because you're inside, you know, more in the inside country. But definitely, it is places that you're going up now when you're going the right way, and then you have to go down. So, so, uh, but I think I think it's going to be a little easier uh, race this year if you think about the conditions because you're not on the coast. The weather is kind of one unknown factor on this turnaround it's always an unknown factor but on the way back you know we're getting back into the you know where we started and it's probably gonna be warm it's been very warm here in wasilla um so willow's not going to be any different it's it's only an hour away from wasilla where the headquarters is we might be concerned about melting you know melting weather and uh i hope not rain (laughs) but it is a little bit of a concern because as you guys go up the trail to Nome, we kind of expect it to be colder you know as you get into the interior and stuff um but you're gonna get out there it might be cold at the end where you turn around and then you're gonna come back to uh, probably pretty warm weather. These the the mushers will have to. I would say plan on some uh, rain ponchos on the way out and on the way back. Well, that's the part of long distance. You never know what the weather is going to be, and 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 you have just have to deal with it. You know, it's kind of. We also had rain in Keltag and and uh, on the way, at some places, and it was really warm from Unicalit and the whole way to the finish line almost. So uh, I think that's a part of dog marching and, and especially at Rob, that it's so many days you're going. So you can have one type of weather in the beginning of race and you can have the, the opposite on the end of the race. So, uh, but, you know, the dogs prefer colder temperature. They don't like when it's, you know, they like when it's freezing or a little colder. They don't like when it's warm. So, uh, and you can really see on the performance on the dogs when it gets warm that uh, they really more enjoy the cold weather so hopefully we'll have some stable weather and uh, rain makes things not so easy especially if you have rain and then it freeze, freezes again you know then then all the equipment everything you have on everything gets just like this frozen thing and uh, and uh, so i don't think mushers or or dogs are especially happy in rain yeah just another unknown factor with this um route change and it was it was pretty warm um at Nome last year too it was we had some storms and we had that river you know overflow and so all kinds of things can happen um but why don't you talk a little bit about your races that you had planned this year besides Iditarod you have some in Norway um why don't you talk a little bit about that again so uh, we can kind of follow you since you're not going to be at the Iditarod. 
Well, the, all the dogs, uh, I didn't race. I was going to have a uh, race marshal, uh, not, the, not the main race marshal, helping the race marshal so I'm, uh, to the Mersh Simfjell. So the dogs just did the race, a short one, uh, just a 200 kilometers race. And uh, and we were supposed to do two small races, but they actually get canceled because of the COVID is going up in Norway. So um, they canceled two races. And, and right now, we don't know if there's going to be a race or not. But... Hopefully we will go to the Femmes race and uh, that's the 5th of the February. And uh, that's kind of a really, really nice race and a, a tough race. So it's a uh, 650 kilometers and it's really intense. It's actually, so, you know, you have to be on the whole way to be able to compete on a high level. And uh, that's one of the races we're going to do. And then we're going to go to the Finmars race. And the Finmars race is a long, long race. Like Dallas raced it a couple of times now. And um, and it's a tough race. I think uh, Detroit is a even tougher race than, than the Finmars race. But in Finmark, you can actually have... It's more like the coast on on uh, in, on the end of the Detroit. So you have, more, you have more weather. You have more... You have to kind of actually plan for looking at the weather forecast and uh, and uh, see and see how uh, things are going to make your strategy so uh, but it's a it's a really good race and uh, it's a tough race and uh, with high competition the finmarks in march this year is that right yes i think uh, finmarks starts a week before a week after aditrod starts mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. so that's a good thing. I can actually follow Edith Rod before the start <laughs> and then uh, yeah. see how people are doing. Usually, isn't that one uh, usually before, maybe like a a few weeks before the Edith Rod? It's been before and after. So, uh, oh, okay. Well, we'll have to follow you. Um, and hopefully, those racers are still on. I'll list. Uh, the, what they are or share on your social media then we can we'll be happy to share um as you're preparing for those races and out there so everybody can uh follow you yeah and um and i hope a lot of people look at the insider and uh and see the see the new race actually and uh follow it and uh share on the mushers and uh hopefully we'll have have a race that's uh that's my uh, well, that's all little strange times that we are sitting here and doing all this work and training and preparing. And right now we have COVID that it's, you know, changing and deciding our lives. So it's, it's, it's strange times. Yes. Um, yeah, we're going to have our race and it's different. And we knew it was going to be different this year. And some of our mushers are having a hard time traveling. So we've already had a few mushers that besides yourself who had entered, you know, kind of thinking that they could um, make that travel, even close ones uh, from Canada just couldn't get through the borders. So we're having a little bit of a challenge with that. Um, You know, we're, we're hoping to see the remaining mushers, mushers that are not in Alaska right now, right now still make that travel. But I think we're kind of learning uh, every day that some of that travel isn't going to be possible. Why don't you kind of tell us what those challenges you uh, those mushers are seeing? And it's always a challenge trying to travel with that many dogs and 
um, and going through borders. And then now you have, you know, COVID restrictions. Um, why don't you talk about a little bit about your kind of experience in traveling very far with that many dogs? Well, I think what they are seeing is the same problem that I had that, you you know, you're not allowed to go inside the United States, you know, right now. It's a, it's a travel ban. And I, I think the, the also the, the mushers are sitting in the United States, but they are sitting, you know, they have to travel through Canada. That's also, you know, a problem. So they actually having a problem getting inside to Canada. So they're actually able to drive their trucks up to Alaska. So, um, uh, so, so that's that's one of the key. But the other thing is actually with the from us that are coming with airplane is that you know all the airports are kind of shut down or or don't have that many people at work, so it's not easy to travel with dogs anymore. So uh, that's also one of the problems that we are seeing now is that we are not able to book tickets for bringing dogs on plane. So, uh, but I kind of feel bad for the people sitting in Canada and also. And, and and also down in the lower states and are not able, you know, they are so close and are not able maybe to come to the race. I hope that will kind of work out so so they are able to, to get through the borders. Yeah, we're um, working really hard on, on our end trying to provide um, the necessary documents that will allow them to get through borders and, you know, fly and... Um, so it's 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 been a challenge. We're still working on it, and I I would probably expect maybe a few um, other mushers to unfortunately be forced to not come because of it. So it's um you know what how, what we're doing you know how we're living right now. <laughs> There's just so much uncertainty, and we kind of hoped that now would be kind of a downturn in. Uh, COVID and maybe with the vaccinations that it wouldn't be a problem, but it still is obviously. And we're, we're not quite there yet as far as a downturn in, in COVID cases. So we will see how it goes and really the best of luck to the mushers that we still have in scheduled to come that aren't in Alaska right now. Um, we're, we're working pretty hard to get them here, so. Yeah, now hopefully, hopefully things will work out and uh, and uh, we'll have have races this season. And I think it's it's good that you know all the race organizers are working so hard to keep the race on. You know, it will be so much easier to say now we're not going to have a race this year. We're just going to say we wait the next year. But uh, I'm really glad to say that Adidrod and all the people are inside Adidrod are working so hard for the mushers to actually provide the race. And I think that's really important for the mushers. And I also think it is important for Adidrod, you know, to keep the momentum going and, and uh, especially the mushers, you know, they're having all these dogs, they're training and they're preparing. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's a big thing every year to go to the, to the Adidrod and, uh, so it's very good that uh, you're all doing a really good job. Thank you. And we have, you know, our, our big COVID plan, prevention plan. Um, anyone can go on our website and check that out. Um, plan your visit. It has a lot of good information on travel. So uh, anyone who is planning on, you know, trying to visit or go down to Anchorage, we're, you know, we're still getting things planned out. And if they need to know, what they need to do um, to possibly watch, then 
go to our website and kind of check out how you can plan your visit. Um, and we just are kind of hoping for the best and we're just making it as safe as a race as possible um, to continue it. Uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, mushing is just kind of a way of life. So it's, it's just what kind of what you do <laughs> um, if you, you are a musher. Well, thank you for being on the show again, Thomas. We are happy to hear what you've been up to and uh, we wish you luck on your upcoming races. And could you tell us how people can follow you, your social media? Well, I have a, you can follow me on Instagram. It's the Thomas uh, Warner, uh, Bashar Kennel or Facebook. It was the same. Or you can actually go into the Krill Pet Mushing Team. That's actually where, uh, uh, com. That's actually where all the information is coming. So uh, so that's actually the best way to follow is through that uh, webpage. All right. We'd like to thank Thomas for being on the show. Be sure to go check out idira.com and take a look at our subscriptions that we have. Before the race starts, we have video, GPS, everything that you could possibly need to follow the 2021 I did run. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.